Oh, Joe, what's going on? It's been a hot minute since we made an episode. It has. It's been too long. It's been like two weeks, I think. Yeah. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. All right. I I um. So today we have a special guest, one of my oldest friends from New Jersey. Um, we're gonna be talking today about one of my favorite bands, especially like recently. But for the past like maybe year or so, a band that I really have fallen in love with. Head over heels, you could say. Yeah, like, and I normally, I would never think I would like a band like this, but they've become one of my favorite bands. So, if not my favorite band, they're very good. Very good. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about Slipknot today. Yes, the the screaming guys in the... Yeah. Nine guys, it's pretty sick. They all do something though, so yeah. I forgot that it's like nine guys until like I see like a video of them performing. It's just like yeah. all of them just like thrashing around with like they wear the stuff with the masks, right? But they have like the hair coming off like the back of it, yeah. They all like on the something. top, they all do something like all right, Corey, Corey Taylor is the vocalist, then you got two guitarists who obviously both play a big part, Jim Root and Meg Thompson. And then the bassist, formerly Paul Gray, now Alessandro Venturella. And then they have two percussionists. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, they do play a big part. They play a big part. But um, we got formerly Chris Fenn and now um, also Sean Cran. I think that's how you pronounce it. But Sean, a.k.a. Clown, he's better known by. Um, Clown, though, we can get into this a bit later, but... People think he's just like a guy who screams and bangs on drums, but he does much more than that for the band. He's behind. He also does screaming yeah. and bang on drums. Don't um, get <laughs> And then so, J- formerly Joey Jordanson or Jordison on drums, and now Jay Weinberg, both phenomenal drummers. Um, and then they have a DJ Sid Wilson and a sampler Craig Jones. So they have nine members. The newest member is the percussionist known best as Tortilla Man. His identity, I think, maybe has been confirmed, but we know him as Tortilla Man. Kaz, our special guest, has arrived. Hey, yo. We're just giving some, you know, brief history about the band. I know Kaz also loves Slipknot, which is why we have him on the podcast today. You want to yeah. introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Kaz. Uh, I've known Joe since he was born, and uh, yeah, I've got I got into Slipknot a while ago, and uh, been living ever since. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, they come from Iowa, and so I think we can get oh, right into the it. definition of a flyover state. Iowa. Right there. I know, because like literally Iowa, when you think of irrelevant states, Iowa. <laughs> comes to mind yeah they just then, like nothing slipknot comes from iowa to me like that's like the most relevant thing like i'm sorry like no one cares about iowa. i mean that's why they th- i mean if i imagine an or- origin story for the band is that they have like they live in the wor- one of the worst states in the united states it's a complete like complete, like no- nothing else it's literally just lines on a map right nothing there and so they decide, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And they go crazy sitting in, like, some, like, farmhouse in, like, I don't know, Plainsville, 
Iowa. So, so yeah. like the very beginning, they had um a bunch of like different members. Obviously, like a completely different lineup than their current lineup. But so they had original vocalist Anders Kuslefny. I don't know how you pronounce that last name, but yeah, Anders, their original vocalist. They made um a demo tape, Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat, in like '96. But where the good stuff starts, their debut album, their self-titled Slipknot. Indeed. Yes, and um, all right. It's good. It's, it's good. Yeah, I forget how far back these guys go. So Slipknot was released in 1999, which, like, it, once again, it checks out, like, timeline-wise, but I forget that they were a pre-2000s band. Yeah. Sean, um, all yeah. right, I've noticed this. Slipknot and Blink-182, mm. all right. They're, like, on the what same timeline. Like, 1999, they both released albums. Um, 2001, they both released albums. This might be like, on. Oh, it's probably, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> they both released albums in 2001, 1999, right. and 2019. Yeah, and speaking of, um, volume three was 2004. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, brief, brief, since we mentioned, what's second Since we mentioned Blink, I want to go back to our first episode and say I like Neighborhoods a lot more now. I would listen to it. Oh, yeah, I amount. did finally listen to Neighborhoods, but, um, if you're still listening to this um, since the first episode, then, like, kudos to you. Day one. We have Army all of, of our amazing seven listeners. There's more than that. Know. There's at least ten. Let's go. Mm, oh. Big numbers. <laughs> Shout out to number eight. Yeah, I also said, I put it on Twitter today. Shout out to the guy that's listening to on CastBox. I don't even know what that was. Until I had to look it up. Apparently, oh, it's like cool. a... It's like a podcast app, but you have to pay to subscribe to it, which I'm like, why would you pay for podcasts when you have, like, Apple Pod and Spotify that are free? Yeah, so somebody's paying a subscription for, like, five bucks a month or something like that. And out that's of all the podcasts, cool. they choose to listen to us. So uh, that's, that's respect, mad sick. respect coming to you. That's pretty sick. And speaking of sick, um, this now we'll go into the song. All right, professional so, um, podcaster. Yeah. Alright, let's break it break it down for me, Joe. Break it down. Break it down. Yeah. For me. Um. So I don't know, Kaz. I don't know if you've heard one of our podcasts before, but um, you probably haven't. But we just go through the albums of the band and we just kind of like break. Them yeah, down we might have to speed up song. the breaking down because they have a lot of albums. They have six, so not that much. But all right, so let's get into it. We got seven four two six one seven zero 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 zero. Two seven, the intro track. What happens if you call it self-titled album? It's basically someone saying the whole thing. I the whole thing I think is sick, on a loop with some distortion in the background, and then it goes right into parentheses S I C, parentheses close. I gotta respect the title. Easily known as sick, which is a banger. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna lie. I really should have listened to uh, like their albums before I got on here, <laughs> but I did not have time. Carson, yeah, you're just like kind of like relying on memory right now. I mean, I know all these songs because I like listened to the shit out of Slipknot lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely know all the songs, and like it's just like some of them, like 
uh each like i know definitely like if you play me a song i'll know like which album it's from it's just remembering the names that i get a little confused on but yeah same thing for me but i, I i've only listened to volume three and then we are not your kind so yeah, i'm kind of out of my own I, I mean, i've been desperately trying to get sean into swiftnot i mean honestly we are not your kind in volume three are my two favorites so oh yeah volume three is my favorite I agree with one of those but we'll get to that later so all right definitely Sick, it already starts out nice. It's like a hard hitting, like from like the first, like, op- from the opening notes of Sick. You know it's going to be good. Um, And a nice chorus yells, this is a war. Corey, especially with the early albums, was pretty much just destroying his voice. Like literally screaming, like not the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah, but it pretty, sounded good, so cool. we all thank him for destroying your voice for us. Um, Man's my got favorite a big part neck. of sick is at the ending when they're just like, Sack! <laughs> Sack! <laughs> so you need to do more screams like that. Every song no, no, no. we have to go through, you have to give us your all right, scream. Iwis, another banger. This is definitely my favorite, uh, on the entire album. Iwis is definitely like, uh, yeah, I mean, is nice. I mean, as a drummer, I think Iwis is probably the best drumming song on the entire album. It goes yeah, through... Well, Joey's a fucking beast, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the, you know, different members later, but, you know, it's like... I think, you know, it's the... It, you know, the, the speed, but also it changes parts so many times that it's and like... Double it keeps you going. Shit. But, um, yeah, so Iwis definitely put it on the list of... The long, long list of bangers by Slipknot. Especially, mother, fuck. <laughs> Wonderful part. Um, so good song. Wait and bleed. It gets a little more listener friendly. Um, <laughs> definitely. Good, good there. Yeah, this was kind of like I don't want to say mainstream, but it was definitely like probably the most mainstream song from this album, or like definitely in the early days. And don't get me wrong, that does not mean it's bad, because it's definitely a classic. It's a fan favorite. But um, one of their biggest hits, but Wait and Bleed is a great song, especially, and Corey does kind of let it rip at the end in the last chorus. So definitely a melodic but aggressive song. And speaking of aggressive, but not so much melodic, Surfacing, another live staple. They close out... Kaz, when you saw them, did they close with surfacing? Um, here, let me actually listen to it real quick. If I remember, they they normally close with "Spit It Out," which I think it's because that's like the most uh, audience interactive one. Uh, because for from what I've seen, like from looking over set lists and stuff, and like watching their concerts, I think like surfacing is like their big closing song. But um, for a reason, because with a chorus like, fuck it all, fuck this world, fuck everything that you stand for, you know it's about to be a banger, and it is. And speaking of live staples, Spit It Out as well is a good song. Oh yeah, I mean, Spit It Out is, uh, I think it's for me the one that is like close to Eyeless for my favorite on this album, but uh, the the... What they do for people who haven't been to a Slipknot concert is, you know, he, you know, he kind of stops at the bridge and tells everybody to like basically lay on the ground 
And then when it picks up again, everybody jumps up all at once. And it's still, it's, you know, that's, that's a, crazy. it's mostly a call. I've never been to a concert, but I've never personally been to a concert. I've watched many, but like jump the fuck up is oh yeah i mean like the biggest yeah. live traditions i mean i'm pretty sure that's like i'm pretty sure that song and that tradition is where i mean the band got their um their fan name of maggots from yeah the only problem with spit it out like the studio version is that the live version is always usually better than the studio version but like we wouldn't have the sick live version if it weren't for the studio version and that doesn't mean it's bad. Tadden and Torn, on the other hand, it's not good. We're just not going to talk about that. Kaz, do you like it at all? Um, it's uh, it's not bad. It's not it's not the worst on the album. It's definitely not one of my favorites, though. Yeah. So for me, my big thing with the album is the first like five songs, because we're not counting the intro track are all amazing. It's like one of the best five song runs like to open the album. And then it kind of like goes down at the end of the album, like the second half. I'm not a huge fan of like some of the songs in the huge. second half. Sean, stop. <laughs> stop, Sean. I'm not a big fan of um, <laughs> the second half of the album, but it does have some highlights like Liberate, I really like. Um... Some of these diluted, I think, is good. But so the second half, not really my favorite, but mm-hmm. it has some yeah. good songs. Yeah. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, the first half is definitely better. Uh, I think, I think what they definitely got better at over the years is kind of balancing their album. I think you see that most with "We Are Not Your Kind." Of like, you might have like two like really hard songs in a row, but then they kind of space it off one that's maybe a different style or one that's um not gonna be you know a banger and you know the album ends with you know like an explosion so i think you know spacing them spacing it out like that has definitely uh helped them uh their albums feel more connected and you know if you're listening to an album you want to be able to listen to the entire thing not stop after like song six yeah um okay do you have anything else to say about um their first album, Cass? Because I th- I think I'm ready to wrap it up. Yeah, it's the first album. Uh, you know, I think I'm good with the first album. I'll, I'll do a ranking of all of my albums at the very end. But uh, yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah. I've definitely thought long and hard about that, but um, I would say it's definitely good. It's definitely it put them on the map, and. As I do have some like problems with like some of the songs, especially with the second half. But overall, it's like aggressive. It's like hardcore, and it's it's fun. It's a good listen. I mean, I mean, but oh, you can go ahead. No, I was just saying that it's a it's the most Slipknot Slipknot album. It's the well, I mean, other than I think, well, I think Iowa, I guess, like sound wise, is the dirtiest. I think just. Uh, this one, the self-titled is basically like the, um, it's, it is the first one. So it's almost like the least, uh, professional or at least professionally done out of all of them, which is kind of what Slipknot was at the time, which, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's them. It's the most them album that they have. Yeah, of course. But okay. Now here's where I will challenge you guys. Hmm. Iowa comes next. This is when the band 
everyone thought they were going to make, like, the Wimp Out record. I've read, like, so many articles about this. Everyone thought they were going to, like, go, like, mainstream. Like, kind of Wimp Out, go pop or whatever. Or, like, poppier than, like, their previous album. Because they made it really big with their first album. And then they just did the complete utter opposite. With a brutal hour and six minute long record oh yeah i'm listening to it on spotify it's two hours and 27 minutes because they throw in like so many live tracks at the end and remixes it's crazy it's like a it's like feature length on spotify <laughs> listen to all of them all right but iowa personally is my favorite slipknot album i think you just can't go wrong it's just absolutely just like raw powerful aggressive angry and then when it's not it's just like haunting and like terrifying at the same time. Kaz doesn't seem to be the biggest fan though. Yeah. Uh, for me, Iowa is, um, I don't know what it is. Like I like me some good old fashioned depressing songs and some good, like really just grimy heart, you know, gut wrenching songs. But for me, Iowa is just, um, it doesn't it doesn't pop the same as all the other ones for me. I think that Iowa has I think it's the most uh similar album between like all the songs. Like all the songs I feel like have a really good blend between all of them. But at the same time, because of that, I don't think many of the songs uh differentiate themselves. Like I think Disaster Piece, People Equal Shit. Uh, are phenomenal songs but those to me are the only two that really stick out as their own truly their own songs Mm -hmm. all right so i'm just gonna like run through this album because i have to talk just a little bit about yeah i mean i've listened to some of this album so i'm a bit more versed in it It, it's start off with 515 which um it's like like under a minute it's, it's an intro track it's a minute long of distortion and basically screaming Sounds like he's trying um, to start a generator. It actually has a very depressing story behind it. Just real quick. Sid, the DJ, his grandfather died as he was going to see him. Um, so he came back, had like a mental breakdown, went into the studio. Um, and he just recorded himself like having a mental breakdown over distortion in the background. And that became this Oof, song. That's, that's Especially hard. when you know Jeez. that story. That's it tough. just like, it fucks with you. And then it goes right into... People equal shit. And if you're going to name a song, People Equal Shit, you already know it's going to be, like, some crazy shit. Which it is, and I love this song. Yeah. With all of my It's heart. a headbanging tune. I mean, I don't personally like it, but I got to respect it. I got to respect the hustle they put in this song for making it how, like... It's just like, like, it's like a slam your head into the wall kind of song. That makes sense at all. Yeah. Kaz, anything to add? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I I mean, I've definitely listened to Iowa the least out of all the albums. So maybe I just, you know, haven't given it like a 100% chance yet. But at the same time, it's like, you know, for me, at least, at least with Slipknot songs, it doesn't take long for me to get into them. So if by the first listen, uh, I'm not at least like a little bit interested in the song, most likely they're not going to grow on me as much. Uh, with with the exception of maybe like a song or two from the late, later albums, but for the most part, I was a meh album because also like uh, when people write music, obviously they have to be going. Well, they don't have to, but you know, 
when they go through a very emotional time, it tends, you know, the music then has like true passion behind it. But when everybody in the band is just going through the worst time of their lives, it's so hard to listen to. (laughs) I can agree with that. Definitely. But to me, it just makes it like so much more impactful. People equal shit from the first, from the first part, the beginning of that song. I saw on a YouTube video comment once with something I could not agree more with is meant to scare people who don't listen to metal because they're just going like, like at the beginning of the song and then Corey just goes, come on. Oh my God. His fucking vocals on this whole album, especially this song are just like, holy shit. They just captivate me. Yeah. I mean, every time. Oh, really quick. I I will say I forgot about Heretic Anthem and, um, I mean, I mean, you know, I was talking about how the the audience inclusion of the songs is fun. Everybody, you know, when he screams, if you're five, 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 everybody says that I'm six, six, six. I mean, it's just fun. Yeah. Um. All right. So, disaster piece next. I think disaster piece is a masterpiece because it has that great intro, those loud verses, the blast beats, and the chorus. And the noises, noises, roll back, noise. And then, and then it kind of like transitions. And then you got some like clean vocals, and you can really like hear the pain in his voice. And he's like, "Pull your hands away." And it's that it really it goes through everything. Just in yeah. like a five minute song, it kind of just takes you on a fucking roller coaster. It's, um, it it so is a great you gotta song. Love disaster. You gotta love Disaster Piece. Sean, I think you said you listened to I've listened to Disaster Piece. Yeah, I like it. I mean, this album is a bit too metal for me. I don't listen to metal a lot. Yeah. So this album is incredibly hard to get into for me. Just like a, a decent. That's why I, I've been like, I only started listening to that only a couple of weeks ago. And because I was pressuring yeah. Sean a lot to listen to Slipknot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you're if you're just getting into I uh, getting into metal, I was the last album you should probably listen to. Yeah, it's uh, very uh, abrasive. Yeah, yeah. Other than like, um, the only my uh, you can go ahead. No, that's the only other band uh, that I would say like to listen to like least or like less than like uh, Iowa would be um oh shit what's that what's that band called It's called like um. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna look it up. Continue. Horn? No, I I'll look it up. It's 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 interesting. Continue. All right. So my plague is the next song. We got like heavy verses, but to me, my plague. What like makes it different is that it actually does have melodic vocals in the chorus, and it has a nice chorus. So that's kind of the highlight of that song. A nice chorus with actually like melody. So that's really all I have to say about My Plague. I do like it. Sean, if there's one or two songs you might actually like in this album, I would suggest My Plague and definitely Left Behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Everything Ends. Um, I guess you could kind of say it has some melody in like the beginning, but mostly another like very aggressive, loud song. Not like my absolute favorite, but like it's definitely a banger, as they say. <laughs> One of many, especially on this album. And then The Heretic Anthem. Another masterpiece. Flirts with death metal. Maybe, I don't know. But um, it's, it's fast, it's hard, it's loud, it's aggressive, it's angry. 
everything you would want in a Slipknot song, or just a metal song in general. And that chorus, if you're 555, then I'm 666. So, that's pretty much all I have to say. If you like angry, fast, aggressive music, the Heretic Anthem is right for you. That's my sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, so that band I was thinking of before, it's called the Infinite Annihilator. Ooh, name of that, you Jeez. know, it's about to I've be. heard of them. I've heard yeah, of them. I've never they're kind of just them. notorious for just being the most insane band. Like, one of their biggest songs is called Decapitation Fornication. Ooh, title of the game's on point, though. I gotta give them that. They, uh, you know, they know their audience. Yeah. Like, the only other metal I listen to is uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh. If you can count that as metal. Dude, Bring Me the Horizon. That's another episode. I can go off about that. Uh, yeah, I really like uh, some Bring Me the Horizon. Close Human Survival. Yeah, their last album. Or technically, it's an EP. It's an know. album. It was my it's favorite album. album of 2020. So I'm counting Very it as an good. album. Because I don't have to redo that list. I absolutely loved that. Not to go on a tangent. But, so let's move on before I get ahead of myself. But that is an amazing album um, that I could talk about for a while. But we're going to save that for another day. So Gently... Is kind of like the first con- really contrasting song here. Got that like slow building intro, which is really like nice. It's not like my absolute favorite, but it's nice. It really like it builds. It builds to a peak, and then just like a riff comes in, and then it's like a banger from there so <laughs> yeah i mean the title really says it all like gently it's like it's the break of the chaos that is the rest of the album so it is uh yeah. it, it's needed and it's placed well it is kind of a break that's a good way to put it and then after that you kind of do get a break from like the raw screaming with left behind which i am not a huge fan of i feel Dude. like i mean it's mostly melodic, which is not a problem, obviously. But um, I feel like the chorus could be better. Like, I feel like it doesn't... It definitely is good on for this album because it's definitely more mainstream, a lot more mainstream in the midst of, like, a very heavy album. So it's needed, but I'm not a huge fan. Kaz, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is kind of the... Um... The the basically this is a, this is a similar theme from all of from all previous uh, Slipknot albums is that they just kind of didn't know how to like properly space out their albums. Like the first half of the album, both on Iowa and on the self titled, is just much better than the rest of the album. And they definitely. I would. I think I. I would kind of agree with that, but some of my favorites are in the second half. So, mm, no, maybe I won't agree with that. I will say it's a pretty well-balanced album. For, for me, like from front yeah, for me, it definitely get, becomes more balanced, but it, it took a little bit of time for them to get there. Yeah. All right. So, for me, The Shape, Um, I think, Sean, I sent you a clip of The yeah. Shape when you're just, like, spitting bars in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, The song itself, I think, is, like, okay. But that middle part is where it really grabs me when he just starts like, just like spitting straight fire in the middle. He's just like, 
you're the one who threw the center ball. Everything shit. And it's just it's it's worth a listen. That for me makes that song go from a good song to a great song. And that moment, like that bridge or breakdown, whatever you want to call it, um, is definitely a highlight on the album for me. Um and also I am hated is one of my favorites from the album. I feel like on that song they mix oh mm, shit, what am I trying to say? They mix a lot of different like genres into one song, I think. Because I'm hated, you got like the classic new metal vibe, like in the verses and then like the chorus. And then also there's some parts where like it's definitely like reminiscent of more like death metal because some of those like well I don't wanna I don't wanna do it. Do it. It's like I don't wanna embarrass do myself majorly. Do it. Do like, it. Cause one part that definitely reminds me of like more of like a heavier song is when he's like, I am a and it just kinda holds it there. But um I am hated it's definitely a highlight for me. And it's definitely the shortest song of the album too. It's under three minutes, which yeah. is Kind yeah, of Joe can get Joe can get behind. Uh, I am hated. He kind of relates to the the title. Oh, shut <laughs> the fuck I think you would actually like the song. Kaz, thoughts on I am hated? Uh, not gonna lie, I don't remember I am hated that much. So I'm gonna abstain. It's definitely but, worth a re-listen. I, um, my favorite and, songs are all in the first half of the album. I know that. Yeah. Um. Okay, but Skin Ticket... That's a title, I man. wouldn't say Skin Ticket is a song... I wouldn't say Skin Ticket is a song <laughs> that I would, like, have on, like, a playlist. But during the course of the album, I love me some Skin Ticket. Because, oh my god, that is just, like, kind of a mental breakdown of a song. I would say, because it's got those, like, super just soft, like, haunting, yet terrifying, creepy verses. When he's barely even singing, he's kind of just, like, whisper-speaking along those lines. Kaz, do you remember Skin Ticket? Because it's very, pretty memorable for me. Yeah, like I said, the second half of the album is kind of a wash for me. Uh, I, I definitely, after this, I guess I'd want to go back for a re-listen because you know Iowa is definitely one of the songs that was at the time of listening to Iowa I did not like it but maybe I will now yeah I definitely would give it another shot um but and then at the end of skin ticket contrast to like the whole beginning part it's another like big build up you're just like going off screaming at the end and then at the very end you kind of, his like voice breaks, which I think is definitely intentional on like one of the keeping myself alive. I think it might go on for a little too long, but it's, I think it's really worth a listen and especially during the course of the album. All right. Next song, title game on point, maybe controversial, but new uh, abortion. Like I said, title game. The oh, next point. song. That's a title. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's definitely, it's aggressive and heavy, like most of the album. To me, nothing really stands out. What draws me away from this song is that he says, I'm ethereal, my children are legion, serial, but like serial killer, serial, <laughs> that type of serial with an S. But to me, 
I always hear, I'm a cereal. My children are legion cereal. And I'm like, what the fuck? So that really draws me off from the song. The lyrics are pretty bad. But, I mean, besides the lyrics, I think it's pretty good. Metabolic, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure Sean yes, has heard me mention many this times. song many times. Although nope. he has not listened to it. In simple terms, it's a banger. I think this is... It grew on me, because I never really paid attention to the song when I first heard it. But after re-listening and re-listening again, I now love this song. It's one of my favorite Slipknot songs. Might be my favorite on the album, although there is a lot of competition. Yeah, I will say. Uh, I do... Metabolic is one of... I think it's definitely the best of the second half of the album. I can't say it's my favorite, but it does... It has a it has a bit of a different theme than the rest of the the rest of the album. So I think that while it's not a break like gentle is, it's definitely a, a change of pace would be a better word. Yeah. All right. Um and now the title track Iowa. We could have literally a, a whole episode yeah, about the song it. Iowa yes. itself because um it's just really weird something else it takes you <laughs> in a whole different world but we're not gonna get like super into it but if you haven't heard the song itself iowa whether you like metal or not or whether you like slipknot or not um yeah i would give it a listen because it really like makes you feel like i can't even find it's a word weird it, it, like, it's, it doesn't matter you like i literally remember like it was one of the first songs I've heard from them. And Joe was like, you gotta listen to the tra- title track of Iowa. And I was like, he sent me it. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll be done in two minutes. If I don't like it, I'll turn it off. This song is 15 minutes long. <laughs> I didn't know that going in. So I just sat there, like, literally in my bed at, like, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And the song's just playing out. Like, dude, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I, uh, I, Iowa is, like, the song, obviously, is just a, it's a trip. That's the only mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they just had like a, like all eight of them had like different thoughts about what they wanted the song to be. Mm-hmm. Let's just do all of it. <laughs> that's a that's a good descriptor. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I will be right back. Um, since we're now done with Iowa. All right. All right. Fine. Closing thoughts. Yeah. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite albums ever. But I will be right back because I need to grab a charger. I'll yeah. Be like thirty yeah. seconds. Oh yeah. I know Cas, but uh, I think uh, I always like the classic uh, slip my sound. It always sounds like some of their songs in the background. It sounds like they're trying to start a generator, but they can't like pull the cord all the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's something I've always. No, honestly, that that's that's a pretty good representation of what uh, some slip down songs are. Honestly, like it's, you know, I, and I think Iowa is kind of the best one of the you know. Your description, I think it fits Iowa the best. It's just like, it's grimy and it's it does sound like they're just trying to kind of like, almost like they're a phlegm in their throat and it's kind of, yeah, it's, you know, it's like get it out. Yeah, it's like, uh, I've never, I've been listening yeah. to it all the way, but what I've heard of, I probably won't like it musically, but I gotta kind of just gotta respect about how much just suffering and hate goes into an album. The oh, more yeah. I read up about it, the more it just sounds like an absolutely miserable time. Like, after oh, no. a miserable time to record and write and sit. Like, it sounds like they hated each other. Hated Hunt, everything. Uh, they hated each other during the filming of this. And, like, it's hard to listen to at times. But I think it's definitely a um, it's definitely a good listen. 
it's almost just, it's like a car wreck, you know. Like you can't help but like look at it, even though it's absolutely disgusting at some point. Yeah. I think maybe we... Yeah, like for me, mm-hmm. I'm plugging my laptop in. I don't know. If yeah, we can hear you. Kind of, a bit distant. You there, bud. All right, boys. Bear with me. Should we start talking about volume three now? We can switch into that. We should start going. We're going time. Why is it going kind of long? So I'm going to have to quicken up on these next few ones if we want to get through all their tracks in under decent time. So I think the first track, finally, album I've actually listened to, Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses, coming out in 2004. 2004, yeah. So it starts with the uh, with the Prelude Prelude 3.0, which is an actual like song, kind of. It's not like a minute track that starts Iowa. So, I don't know. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, um, I think volume three, we could just go over some like yeah. big moments. Uh, um, but yeah, Prelude 3.0 yeah. is a good <laughs> opener, it definitely like shows you that the album's gonna be a lot more experimental and much different. It's from more Iowa. Sean friendly, <laughs> it's the most Sean friendly blues of my album. Yeah, I think we'll just instead of just going by track by track, we'll just kind of talk about what we like and don't like about it. Uh, and I'll start with some of the songs I like. Cause, I mean, some of the songs that I mean, I'll start with "The Blister Exists." I think is really good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, also three uh, three nil is good. Circle another really good song. Circle's like the most like tame song from them. One of the Vermilion parts here is probably the most tame song on the album. It's like I don't know. Circle is really like I like the songs that aren't as screamy. I mean, I don't mind it, but like songs like Vermilion, like I love the ending of Vermilion Part Two, where he's just like Vermilion Part singing it. It's just so good. I like. I really like this album. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would ever like a Slipknot album. It's the first one I listened to. I guess I'll try to pass it over to you guys when I say like Duality is the best song off the album and probably my favorite Slipknot song. Maybe. What do we think? All right. So for me, um, this album. As controversial as they this may be, because I know both of you guys really like it, um, is probably my least favorite. Uh, really? But um, hold on, let me explain. I think I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying there's some moments that I don't think are good at all. But the blister exists is probably one of my favorite Slipknot songs, and that is a lot of competition. So I absolutely love the blister exists. I wish it was on a different album. Um, Duality, obviously, was the first Slipknot song I ever listened to. This was, believe it or not, the first Slipknot album I listened to. And then I kind of, like, took a break. I'm like, okay, whatever. They're, like, okay. They're pretty good. And then, like, kind of a year later, I asked Kaz. I was like, Kaz, what Slipknot album should I listen to? And he's like, listen to We Are Not Your Kind. So then I listened to that, and then I got into Slipknot from there. Yeah, I remember your transition, Jones. Interesting time. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, Volume 3 is uh, rivaling for my favorite album of Slipknot. I mean, I think, it, yeah, like Joe said, I think the lows of the album are kind of, you know, they're a little lower. Like, I know, well, Vermilion 1 and 2, I know are considered to be, like, some of their better songs. I'm really not a fan. I'm really not a fan of, yeah, of either. Uh, and they do play those in the concert. I just think it's... um. It's a little all hope is gone 
now we will get into that after, but I mean, Blister Exists, Duality, Opium of the People, Pulse of the Maggots, those are four of my favorite Slipknot songs. And for all of them to be on one album, that just hits different. And before I forget, uh, oh my God. Uh, so, yeah, so like this album, I think, has so many highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lowlights, I think, there's a few too many lowlights, but at the same time, you know, out of like my top 15 Slipknot songs, five of them are on this album. So I don't think that I can say that this is even an average album. This is one of their best albums for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would say when it's good, it's pretty damn good. The Blister exists, as I said before. I absolutely love that mm, that intro, but the Blister exists is amazing. Um, Duality obviously was my first Slipknot song. I love Duality. It's not my favorite, but I do love it. One, one of not their biggest hit. Um, definitely one of them. Vermilion Alien Part Two. I both really like. Um. But, you know, some songs, like Pulse of the Maggots, I really don't like. I know a lot of people love it, but I really don't. Um, I feel like a lot of the songs sound very similar. Like, have very similar beats and riffs. Um, I mean, Opium the People is pretty good. Welcome's okay. Circle is good. Yeah, I like I Circle think all of the I like Circle songs a lot. It's like Circle, yeah. Vermilion Part 2. Mm-hmm. Danger Keep Away, yeah. and even like the opening track <clears throat> are pretty good. It's definitely, when you talk about Slipknot and you say experimental, that could be a lot of their stuff. Yeah. But this album is definitely diverse or different from their first two. Yeah. Very different from their first two. Yeah. I mean, well, I just find it interesting how, Joe, you and I's opinion about like, Iowa and volume three are like exactly the opposite. It's like, you think that, you know, you think that volume three is mostly, you know, the same. That's my opinion on Iowa. Iowa's like your favorite. This is my first or second favorite. So that's, that's interesting how it's that, but like pulse of the maggots. I know you said you don't like it as much to me. It's like the, the more a band can do with or for their fans, I think makes the band better, whether the music's, good or not like pulse of the maggots was a song written for the fans it's about the fans in the audience so to me even if the song isn't good it's still them writing a song for their fans about their fans i get that i get that that is like the the one redeeming quality of that song and i wish it was better it's it's laps for me i don't know what else to say bruh yeah, I mean, this album is. I like it. I like it. The reason I like it a bit more than the uh, "We Are Not Your Kind" is because it keeps. I think it. I, don't, I kind of disagree with you, Joe, about how it, it's kind of similar. I mean, I think it, it changed it up a decent amount, with, especially with like you have a song like "Opium of the People" and then right after it's "Circle." You know, there's like a de- decent amount of variety on like cycling wise. It also has like a lot of like less metal tracks, which I actually like because. You know, it gives me a break because I, I can't listen to metal for a long period of time. So, like, a song like Vermilion Part 2 with Circle, or, like, a song like Duality, which I think kind of mixes metal, like, with some great choruses, like, perfectly. Like, I think I told you that about this, Joe, but on Duality, during the first curse, he sounds like he's going to go into one of those, like, one of those guttural, like, like, that kind of scream. And then when he goes, but then it transitions to the chorus, which is a much more, like, I don't know, produced-sounding scream. 
I really like. I don't know stuff like that just really makes me dig this album. But I think it does have some low lights, especially towards the second half. It's kind of boring. I feel like like the nameless, like the, the virus of life, stuff like that doesn't really grab me. But I think it has enough highlights to make it really good. Yeah, Slipknot and second halves of albums is not a really good mix, except for some exceptions, which we will get to later. But um, yeah, overall. It has its moments, but a lot of it, for me, is, like, forgettable. I feel like the Nameless could have been really good, but the transition from, like, the very heavy verses to, like, the almost ballad-like chorus, I feel like that transition just doesn't really work. It's very sudden and doesn't really go together, but, I mean, it's okay. But I think we can move on, unless you guys have anything else to add. No, I got nothing. Yeah, honestly, I want to move on like past all hope is gone. I you gonna mention this one. This gonna be yeah. is this the neighborhoods of Slipknot? Those comparisons. I would say maybe, maybe, maybe. This is for me. Like, to me, this I dislike this album. I mm-hmm. it's the only album I dislike. Like even Iowa, I don't dislike the album. I just think it is one of their lesser albums. This mm-hmm. album straight up dislike. Sulfur is good, and Psychosocial is you know obviously their most famous song. But other than those two. I really don't like this album. I think, you know, it all very much blends together. I think all the vocals are relatively the same. A lot of the songs just sound similar. And it's kind of like, even if they sound similar, if they're good, then they're good. But they're not good. And they all sound similar. So to me, it's hmm. it's a mess of an album. Interesting. It's, it's the only album that I could say this about, though. Yeah. All right. I know we just, like, moved past it. Real quick thing about Volume Three that I feel like yep. I need to put in. Uh, yeah. A big thing, a big thing that I don't like is like the scream, because like the Iowa scream and self-titled were like so powerful, and then like especially like the high-pitched screams, just like, mm. and like the live album that came after this, I hated how Corey's voice sounded, so that's a big part of it. But yeah, all hope is gone. I think at first it was definitely my least favorite. But some songs have really grown on me. Like, obviously, Psychosocial, one of their biggest hits. It's obvious song, a live staple, of course. Um, but to me, the best song in this album, besides Psychosocial, is Gematria. I think that's how you say it. You know, Kaz, I've been, every time we've talked about, like, All Hope is Gone or, like, talked about Slipknot, I've brought up this song, and then you haven't really said anything about it. So, what do you think about Grimatria? Um, honestly, it's just one of the songs that blends into the rest of the album for me. Like, it's not a, it's, it's one of the better songs in the album, I guess, but on the other hand, it's like, I just, no, I've tried listening to this album twice. So I did try to give it a second chance because the first time I was kind of in a bad mood while listening to it, uh, which didn't help. But, you know, I tried, you know, I was in a better mood. I was like, oh, you know, I'll give All Hope It's Gone another chance. It was right before I went to uh, the Slipknot concert. uh, And I'm still not a fan. I mean, it's not a bad song. And And I think, you know, similar to the previous three albums, the first half is better than the second half. I would agree with um, that also. Yeah, it's... I would definitely agree with that. It, yeah. I think once we get to the next album, it's when they really... They're able to space out their songs properly, and they really make the whole album cohesive. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. But, um, yeah. 
Alright, so but, just to run over some highlights, there's definitely a lot of lowlights. Like, I feel like Dead Memories is, like, it's pretty good. Dead Memories is actually pretty good, but I don't think it's, like, amazing. Some parts are kind of, like, cringe for me. Like, not very swift, not like... Sulfur is, like, okay. Vendetta is alright. Also, Butcher's Hook. Gehenna? I, I don't know how you pronounce that, but I used to hate it, but now it's kind of grown on me. So I've given this album, I think I've given like three or four full listens. I've definitely like tried it multiple times. Every time I've heard it, I've something or some aspect of it has grown on me a little more. <laughs> so I don't like completely hate it. It's definitely a low point in Slipknot's career though. For, um, I think it's really unfortunate that this is the last album that um you know yeah two of their like star starting members mm-hmm. were, it's, the, it's their last album of it, and i feel like that's kind of like they really you know they left on a low point which i think you know is kind of sad but um at the same time like it's it's rough i mean i don't i don't know what else to say yeah um last song i want to highlight snuff is also very good it's, I think, one of their best ballads, or one of their better ballads. I really like Snuff. Not very Slipknot-like, but I think it's one of the few redeeming qualities on this album. Um, All Hope is Gone, Wherein Lies Continues, uh, This Cold Black. Those three songs I really, like, don't like at all. But besides the low points, like the very low points, I'd say this album is pretty tolerable. And it's sometimes actually pretty good. But I think we can move on now. It's not my favorite, but... Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I was just wondering, two things I want to say. Uh, Joe, would you think I would like this album? Just wondering. Like, I on think the, on the metal there scale. are some moments that you would like. I can like go over that with you later, but there yeah, are some yeah, moments yeah, you would yeah. like that... I would highlight it, oh, yeah, yeah. but I'll do that. The thing is, like, Tatsan touched on it was the last album for two of their core members. Uh, really quickly, I just want to run over the fact that uh, after doing some research for this episode, Paul Gray's death is pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, jeez. Like, the fact that, like, he think, looks like he, I'm pretty sure he's OD on some pills, and apparently that, I think his family sued the doctor, apparently, because he looks like, he kind of, like, knew he was addicted to them and still prescribed them. And he was that was not, wasn't the first time he's done something like that to a patient, which is pretty that awful. Is really so. bad. So obviously, um, just, just like a quick story point, um, Paul Gray, their bassist, tragically died, as Sean just noted. Um, so that was definitely like a big, tragic moment for the band, and it kind of did bring them all together in a way, but definitely, like no one wants that to happen so it was very tragic um and also joey jordison their drummer um was kicked out of the band i believe because they thought he was doing drugs but he actually had a mental illness kaz i don't know if you can fact check that for me yeah so they thought he was on he was on something because he was before and he said he was getting over it but basically, um, the uh, they kind of he he I forget what what his it, his issue was. It was something with his legs, like he couldn't go as fast, and he was kind of out of time. 
and they kicked him out. I thought he was on drugs and um, yeah, he was just like, no, I was having a medical condition that I didn't really know about at the time. And then afterwards, you know, I kind of got it fixed, but you know, it was like too late, which it's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, when we get to the next album, I'll discuss my thoughts on the new members, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Paul Gray, six years later, Slipknot made a comeback with their 2014 album, Point Five, The Gray Chapter, obviously dedicated to Paul Gray. I mean, this album for me, uh, it used to be my favorite. Uh, it's not anymore just because after a few listens, I think it's um, it's like it's hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss for every song. I and agree. I agree. Going, yeah. I mean, it has some of my favorite songs, Negative One and Custer. Top yes, top five Slipknot songs for me, straight up. But it, and Devil and I is great. Yeah, I've heard that. Kill Pop is great. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this one, but uh, catastrophe. Thank you for te- saying it. So I didn't have to. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let me talk about Sarcastic. Let me talk about this fucking song. Please. All right, so <laughs> just like we're gonna move past is that XIX XIX nineteen. I don't know like how it's supposed to be pronounced, but it's XIX numeral nineteen. Um, so that song I think is a good intro. It's definitely obviously um kind of like rallying the band like after the death of Paul. Um, and it's a nice opening to the album. And then it goes right into Sarcastrophy, smooth transition, it's like a slow intro, but then it goes into probably, I don't want to say it's my favorite, but definitely top five Slipknot songs. Sarcastrophy is amazing. Amazing! Those fucking riffs! Oh my god! But yeah, Sarcastrophy, definitely want to highlight it, is one of my favorite Slipknot songs. One of my favorite songs, period, I would say. So that's definitely a big highlight of the album for me. And I know, Kaz, you said you liked it too. Yeah, I mean, this album, like the whole album for me, is just absolutely, it's great. Uh, sadly, it's definitely not like the best, like I said, but I think the highlights on this album are very high. I mean, yeah, you know, I think the reason why it's like a very mixed is because they started writing this album without a bassist or a drummer. Yeah. Like this, the, I want to say like, I think it's like 60 to 70% of the album was written without a bassist and drummer. Cause they brought Jay Weinberg in, uh, to kind of finish off some of the songs. And I think the song that he primarily wrote on was Custer, which is probably my favorite of the album. Um, but, and then I don't know when, um, uh alessandro came in but um you know missing two members of a band especially like a drummer and a bassist is definitely big you know but you know because even if you know the other members can write drums and bass well it's not going to be in that player's style you know and it's going to not you know it's not going to feel like them which you know, probably why there's, you know, kind of very, you know, a, a large varying, you know, no pun intended, gray area of uh, of the songs. Some, some really good ones, some not so good ones, but the good ones, they slap. I would say um, there's definitely like parts of this album that for me are like, there's kind of like a stretch of songs 
I mean, the devil and I is good. AOV approaching original violence. I think it's like okay. It's pretty good. Um, Kill Pop is also good. Definitely a banger from what you would expect from Slipknot, but it's pretty good. Um, and then there's kind of a stretch of songs like Skeptic, Letch, Goodbye, Nomadic, the one that kills the least. Um, none of those songs really stand out to me. Skeptic is obviously dedicated entirely to Paul, which is really, I think it's a pretty good song. And obviously, like, you gotta respect, like, the lyrical content. Um, also, Goodbye is obviously also about Paul. Nomadic, um, I think the song's okay, but I really like the chorus on that. The one that kills the least, I don't really like. But then we get to Custer, which, as Kaz said before, is a banger. It's, I, it, it's weird, because I feel like album-wise, negative one is, like, the best on the album. But at the same time, I feel like Custer is my favorite on the album, which I know, or Custer is, like, one of my favorite songs, which I know it sounds weird, but, like, I mean, both of them are such bangers. And once again, as a drummer, like, playing those are just so much fun. Kaz, I remember I was asking you if you learned sarcastrophy. It's so fun. I'm pretty sure I did. Or, I don't know. The way I play drums, I kind of just put on a song that I've listened to recently, and I just try to play it. Um, yeah. And I've definitely played it before. Uh, I, I, ha- I haven't, like, spent time to try to, like, learn it, learn it, but I've definitely played it before. It is fun. Yeah, when I play drums, sarcastrophy is definitely usually in the rotation of songs I play. Um... Alright, Be Prepared for Hell, it's kind of like the interlude, I guess you could say. Um, especially in their more recent albums, they started having like some weird-ass, like, short interludes. I love them. I do love them. I do love them. Um, they serve their purpose very well. Um, so Be Prepared for Hell is kind of like, you can't really consider it a song, but it definitely serves its purpose. And then it transitions right into the negative one. Which, as Kaz said, it took me a while, actually, to, like, really like the negative one. But now, I do like it. It's one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. If Rain is what you want, um, I don't really like. Which it's a little long. The closing track. Alright, so, um, if we're ready to move on. This album, my final thoughts. I would say it definitely has its good moments. What the fuck? I think there's, like, a bug in my room. Oh, shit. Okay, um, no, no. Uh, okay. I'm, like, scared, but it's fine, it's fine, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good, it's um, all okay, wasn't. so anyway, yeah, this album, for me, is kind of, like, mid-tier for Slipknot, when mm. I made my tier list, mm-hmm. I put it, like, C, so kind of, like, right in the middle, because I feel like it's not amazing, but it does have some big standout moments that are worth coming back to, but overall, it's, like, middle tier for Slipknot. Yeah. I will say I just like album like uh, you know I I do a lot of graphic design and uh, like album cover wise it's my favorite album cover uh, so I feel like that's a little bit of a soft spot for me but it's my favorite album cover I love it uh, and also my you know, favorite is definitely Iowa yeah All right. is it the Iowa one too you have the one where it's like the spikes in the wall or is it the one with like the ram heading head on well, I have the one I have like Which the original album cover. Not like the weird ass one that Spotify has. That's what I have on Apple Music. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> um, all right, so We Are Not Your Kind, their most recent album, and based on pretty much everything that I've heard, like, Slipknot fans say, and that I've, like, seen, this is um, a very much beloved album already. Oh, 150%. This is my favorite album. I mean, I feel like... like I, I know that they actually, like... I think the album was originally supposed to be, like, 20 songs long, but they had to cut it down. And I almost feel like so many of these songs got, like kind of got the shaft because like they're so good but there's just so many highlights on the album that like you don't hear them like i never hear anybody talking about orphan for example orphan mm, i will get to that album. later but um yeah all right we are not your kind let's go through it um insert coin definitely serves its purpose i love those intro tracks like those interludes that you were talking about this album has a shit ton of moments like that um, and then into Unsainted, which let me just start off by saying that intro, that intro, that's pretty much the first actual song on the album and the intro pulls you in. It's just a build up and then he kind of lets it all loose and it's got a nice chorus. Kaz, I know you really like Unsainted. I know Sean said he likes it too. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah. Like uh, interesting fact about it though. Uh, the intro, that was not... The original intro they had like five other versions of the intro before they landed on that one and i know that's, and i know at least one of them's on youtube they there's a video of jay doing it in the studio um it's 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 busier like there's um there's a lot more snare in it and uh and then also like past the intro um there he's actually doing like double the amount of uh, kick pedal so it's in like 30 second oh. notes which is absolutely insane Oh, I can imagine. That's, that's that. so fast, jeez. Honestly, I feel that's like fast. I like the way it is. I feel like that the that way is way too busy. The yeah. it's clean, yeah, and it doesn't overdo it. Exactly. Yeah. One thing is that like I'm kind of I am the most basic ass drummer in existence, but like I cannot stand a busy ass like anything like a, a drum beat that's so busy. I just hate it. Like some that's one thing I don't like about Slipknot is that sometimes the drums I feel like are just lack of cohesion in it. I don't know. Maybe it just comes with the style of metal, but it's not really what I'm used to. And sometimes it just like literally makes my head hurt. I don't. I don't know. That's just me. Um, I see what you're saying, but I love it. I'm glad they settled on the intro they did because that oh, intro is really yeah. one of the biggest highlights of the album. I mean, also, exactly. for them, like I, I agree. I mean, I I could not think of another song to put it as the single. For the album, really. Yeah. Like, oh, for this album, yeah. I think, like, a yeah, lot no of times people are like, oh, the singles aren't, like, that good. But for me, the singles on this album, like, specifically, were probably the best four songs. Or some of the best four songs. What the singles then? It was Unsainted, <laughs> Solway Firth, Birth of the Cruel, and Narrow Fort. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. Did you just call it Narrow Fort? I was going to say Forte, but you cut me off, so... Ah, okay, okay. All right, wait. All right, so Birth of the Cool is very nice. I think this album especially does a lot, does a very good job um, of, like, mixing, like, clean vocals with, like, the screaming. Mm -hmm. And Birth of the Cool, I think, does that probably the best on this album. Or maybe the best. I don't know. You guys can argue with me. But it's got, like, the clean verses. And then in the chorus, you kind of, like gets much louder and then it's got a nice bridge so birth of the cool 
is definitely one of my favorites from this album. A big highlight. Yeah, definitely. Earth the Cruel is a, it, it's a banger. I wouldn't say it's one of the best on the album, but it's definitely, I mean, Birth of Cruel is such a good song and saying it's not one of the best on the album is insane. Like, this is just... Yeah, yeah, yes. Even I would agree with that. Even I would agree with that kind of... Quality's high. Quality, the ceiling is very high. Um, All right, Death Because of Death. That's a weird-ass name. Um, It's like a... It's kind of like a... Yeah, it's that, like, kind of... It's not really much. Um, Honestly, with all these interlude songs on on a we are not your kind like there's no other album with their interlude songs or really any band's interlude songs that i have on my playlist but insert coin what's next and death because of death are all on my playlist that is that's kind of funny yeah i can't say the same but... i like insert coin is he saying what sean i like insert coin i think it's a good one um, Good intro too all right so death because of death is kind of that transition track but it's nice but then narrow forte Mm, my God, I'm gonna have to say it's the best on the album. It's a lot of competition, nice. but Narrow Forte. Frenchie. I can't think of much better songs except for maybe something we'll get to later, which is definitely some big competition for my favorite song on this album. But nevertheless, whether it's my favorite or not, which I will not decide in this moment, I think it might be. I'm sorry, but Narrow Forte is amazing. Yeah, every yeah, instrument I think is. Uh, is peak, and also the uh, the like just added like a musical standpoint, like the timing shifts in the song. Yeah, uh, that chorus though. Yeah, Slipknot likes to do it, but like the timing shifts in it, and all the instruments working together, and that you know all the instruments can be heard. You know, all, all eight members can very much be mm-hmm. heard in the in the song, which even on like a normal like a four piece band, it's hard for four of them to be heard. In this song, you can hear all eight very distinctly, uh-huh. and they're all phenomenal. I mean, it's Top, I I don't know if I can call it my favorite of the album. Top three though, definitely. Easily, I. Very good, yeah. Favorite. It's in the top um, five for me. That, like the choral vocals, like, and I um, I posted this on Instagram. Me doing like a piano version, which is also really nice, and it also like, it like shows you that like Slipknot knows what they're doing. Anyone who says. That, like, anyone who's, like, uneducated enough to call Slipknot death metal is just out of their mind. Yeah, yeah I, I originally thought they were death metal, and then I actually listened to a single death metal song, and then I realized they're not. Death metal has no structure or cohesion to it in my mind. Well, this is very organized in a chaotic way, which makes it really interesting. Right, so enough of me, like babbling on about narrow forte which i love so very much we go, go to, to another yes, banger we go to critical another darling. critical darling critical darling so good probably my one of my favorites off the album one of my favorites i think top three so i think that Nero four unsainted and then spiders probably so just i'm gonna I'm do a quick like music fairy nerd right now nice, but yes, uh i can get with that so in Critical oh, Darling, good. there's a part in it where uh, Corey is singing in triplets, but the rest of the band is in a different timing, which is, it's called a hemiola. Uh, weird name, but that's what it's called. And I love that. And you really don't hear it often, but he's- Wait, singing- is this Narrow Forte or Critical Darling? Critical Darling. 
I'm trying to think of where. Because he's he's saying oh, this part. Oh, is it is it the good for you? What a cliche. Yo, yeah, it's, he's singing, and it's like, ba da 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 Oh, every time, I'm probably... Exactly, yeah. But, but then everybody else said a different timing, and it works so well. And I don't think enough people, like, really do that, but that's so good. Yeah. Um. So, Critical Darling, I feel bad because this song, every time I hear it, I'm like, this song is so good. It's just so complete and so amazing. Yeah. But I never have really considered it one of my favorites from the album, which is insane because it's still like so good. If Critical Darling was on All Hope Is Gone, it'd be the best song on the album. Yeah, easily, easily. It's like one of the best songs. Literally every time a song comes up on this album, except for a few exceptions, I'm going to say it's one of the best on the album because just every song, no, hold on, most of the songs hit the spot. There you go. <laughs> we'll get to a few of the outliers for me later, but all right. Critical Darling, amazing. A Liar's Funeral. Wait, Sean, did you say you liked that or didn't? Uh, no. Uh, Critical Darling or Liar's Funeral? Liar's Funeral is kind of a down right, point for me. me. I don't like it as much. It's definitely... It's it's I, I'm not gonna say it's the best song on the album or like one of the best songs on the album. Oh really? But um, oh, it's it's good. I like it. I think it does a very good job contrasting everything throughout the song. <laughs> I just I see it. I just don't like it. It never really it doesn't like really click. Some of these songs like it just happens like with a lot of songs we think I listen to. It's like sometimes it just hits and sometimes I just it just doesn't. It's kind of inconsistent in a way. I think if I listen to it more, if I give it, I've given this album one listen and then like I listen to it some of the songs I like a lot more now. But I feel like if I give it a second listen, I might yeah. lie about some of it. But yeah, for me, liars, 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 really liars. For me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for me, liars funeral is it's not one of the better ones on the album. Uh, I I love the intro. It's like the acoustic guitar uh, yeah. intro, which uh, is great. Uh, it's not one of my favorites though, but I feel like it has to serve its purpose. If there was a different song yeah, at the seventh track, it would feel too cluttered. Uh, you know, going from Nero Four to Critical Darling and then into really anything else, it would feel too much. It would be too much. That's a very nice break, though. It's still heavy, but it's a slower song with the acoustic intro. It's a good song. Yeah. This, I like the chorus. The chorus is really nice. Um... And um, for me, when it gets heavy, I like probably the heavy parts a little more than like the um, acoustic parts, although it does fit really well together. It's just like the best word for it is churning. Because yeah. there's like kind of just like that pit and it's oh. like being like Ooh. stirred it's slowly and it's just like churning and like that, like... I don't know if you guys know what the part I'm talking about, but like... Like that part. You know what I'm saying? It's like before the chorus. Vaguely. <laughs> when it gets heavy. Yeah, personally, I really, I like if you guys are oh. done with Liar's Funeral, I want to get on to Red Flag because. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, wait, one last thing about Liar's Funeral. Like I think a good way to describe it, it's scary as fuck. Like, I get scared when I listen to that song. <laughs> All right, now we can move on. Yeah, Red Flag. Uh, it's. 
it's high energy it's it reminds me of a very clean version of a song that could be on that could be on a self-titled album it's i don't yeah. know if get that vibe but that that's me at least it's um i get that vibe that makes sense i never it, thought of it like that but that definitely makes sense it's just it's a just a, it's a bop i don't know what else to say and it's very rare that people talk about this one as being one of the better songs once again i think it is though like it's stacked. crazy because they're all so fucking good yeah i mean red it's a, it's red a banger. Really yeah. that is something else that i don't very give good, enough yeah. credit to because like even like the really good songs on this album I just sometimes don't give a lot of credit to like Critical Darling, Liars, you know, Red Flag. I love all of those songs. Like I think they're very good, but I just don't give them enough credit because like this album just has so many good songs. Yeah, Aren't, like all the songs are they're all not only are they all good, but they're all different enough so that you can differentiate them from each other. But the album has an amazing flow. Yeah, and I think that's definitely. Good makes it even better like every song kind of like flows into the other yeah exactly yeah. all right so what's next is in, in kind of like the interlude would be a good way to say it yeah nothing mm. like super special but it serves its purpose That's really and then going about, yeah. into spiders which i didn't really, really like likes, oh I, one of my favorites top three i didn't really I like, like spiders it a lot, lot. I like the first, chorus, but it's grown on me a lot yeah spiders is a very it definitely throws you. It's a very unslipknot song. Like the themes are slipknot, but the way it's portrayed is not. And yeah. it's definitely it throws you, which if you're expecting a slipknot song there, then you probably won't like it. But the more you listen to it, it's a slow burn of a song. And it is once again very much needed in the album. And it, once again, on any other album, top three on the album. But this is like a mid-tier maybe even lower of the album, but only because how good this is. Oh my God. Oh my God. The more we talk about it, the closer it gets to overtaking Iowa. I don't think it's gonna, but like it's easily a close second, a very close second. Um, but yeah, Spiders, like it's not a Slipknot song at all, but also like, yeah. It's kind of but probably why I like it a decent like, amount. Like it's not really something I expect from them. To do, like throw you off like that. Yeah. So it's not a Slipknot song at all, but at the same time, it totally is. That's a good way of putting it. Next up is Orphan, God, a song that uh, on all levels should have connected with me, but didn't for some way. I don't. I don't know. It, I think it's length. I think when a song gets over five minutes, it kind of loses me no matter what the song's about, unless I'm like consistently glued to it. For like example, like the, like a, I don't know, Only in Dreams of the end of the Blue Album when Weezer, like that's the song that's eight minutes and it captivates me. I don't know. I like the chorus on Orphan, but the rest of it kind of just, I don't know. I yeah, just Orphan, kind of got I mean, lost in it. Okay, I couldn't pay attention to it. I know Cash, you love it though. So. Yeah, Orphan is... um. I think it's a sleeper on the album. Normally a song this far down the album doesn't get much credit. Uh, and I kind of agree with what you said before about how, you know, a song over five minutes tends to not not be as powerful for me because it just, it kind of drags on. But the like <laughs> ominous sound in the intro, which it is about a minute intro. So without that, it is basically a five minute song. Yeah. But I mean, Orphan... 
I think possibly my favorite song on the album, which I think it it rivals Unsainted because Unsainted is just so good. But I listen to Unsainted so much that yeah. you know I Unsainted, like the back of my hand. Orphan, though, I can listen to it still, and I still get surprised by what comes next. Orphan is, it's just, it's such a, I love Orphan. I mean, I think it's okay. It's definitely a low point point on the album for me. Okay, but it's not my favorite. So moving on to My Pain, which when you talk about experimental interludes. Yeah, My Pain is. I like it, though. I, like I don't. I like a decent as amount. a song. I guess it's that I would never listen to this song if I wasn't listening to that. Yeah, album. yeah. I would, but like exactly. in the flow of the album and the course of the album, I think it fits perfectly. It's a yeah, bit too it long, is, but it's just besides that. Yeah, that's the thing. It yeah, like flies exactly. by for me though. I don't know. I mean, it's just because this part of the album, even though I like the next song is not long for this world. I like that song a decent amount. I just think it just comes with a thing with problem with length. Again, like all these songs, Orphan, My Pain, and Not Long for This World, are all over six minutes. Or Orphan's like a slightly, it's like six minutes in one second, I think. But they're all they're all kind of long. And it kind of just, and I kind of lost it just a little bit at the end of this album, but I kind of got it back with Not Long for This World. But probably get yeah, it my, my Pain and Not Long for This World kind of blending together. I mean, only difference is not long for this world is obviously mm-hmm. much heavier, but it's um these two are probably my least favorite of the album, which they're still good songs. Um, but, I like my pain. Mm-hmm. I like my pain for what it is. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they're good songs, but it's. I think they're just like the slower parts are kind of similar for me, and they therefore they kind of just. I don't know. They kind of blend together, but yeah, like you said kind of with like not long and my pain if i'm not listening to the whole album i'm probably not going to listen to these songs yeah all right for me not long for this world that's probably my least favorite on the album um i mean it has its moments but like for me it's kind of forgettable it's definitely my least favorite on the album it's not like absolutely awful but like definitely not my favorite yeah On the other hand, last what a rivals Iowa. The song itself is probably one of the best. All right, off the top of my head, this rivals Iowa, like the closing track from the album Iowa, obviously, which we just talked about, and the Freak Show by Youngblood off of Weird as one of the best closing tracks I've I'm... ever heard. Genuinely surprised that this was the closing track, especially for it being a single and track. I did not no, expect it, but it's like it hits. It hits so hard. Amazing. I would. It say does hit. This song maybe not like maybe not like downright might not might not be my favorite song on the album. But like when you t- take all the factors that make up a song, and you look at it really closely, plus it fucking slaps, which helps a lot. But I think when you analyze all the factors mm-hmm. that like go into the making of a song, I think this is the best song on the album. 
Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Especially, I think it's a good closing crack, as you said. Especially, as mentioned before, with the length issue. Like, I kind of lost interest a little bit at the end of this album. And I wasn't expecting a song to be of this quality at the end of a Slipknot album. Even though I've only listened to one or a bit of another one. So, after My Pain, Orphan and My Pain were kind of lost interest a decent amount. How Long For This World was pretty good. But then having to just close it really, like, it's punchy. It's good. And yeah, it's good. I mean, really good. I think it has the best production value out of any of the songs on the album. And it it's heavy at parts. It's slow at parts. It's light at parts. It's fast at parts. It's very, it, it develops a lot throughout the song and it's constantly changing. And it just, but it's not abrupt. It all goes very well. And it just, it's another great song. <laughs> exactly. As a closer, it's it's not a typical closer. So, like, as a... I would say it does it closes the album very well. You could not have any yeah. other song close the album. That's what I would think. And especially, bro, that last fucking line after hearing the entire like hour of the album, and then you get to this song, and then after an hour and three minutes have gone by of you listening to this amazing album you get the final moments and you hear i haven't smiled in years and then he holds that scream out it's one of the most aggressive screams on the album and then you're just like holy shit and then it kind of just like all goes down into like i don't know like a beeping like an alarm going off and then it just cuts out and to me nothing can follow that yeah, there's no way you could. There's no other way. Like, if there's deluxe, I don't think there's ever going to be a deluxe yeah. in this album, or like a remaster or whatever. Like, I don't think like if they throw in like I do with the rest of the albums, like a bunch of live versions. I'm tired of hearing live in London in 2002. Stop putting it in the album, Sean. But like, this is what I'm saying, Sean. With deluxe albums, my whole beef with them is that the album is like the way it is for a reason. Like, because if it's a crazy closing track, like an amazing ending like this, that would normally end the album, and then something else, like, follows it on the deluxe. That's why I don't really like deluxe. Yeah, well, deluxe, yeah, I, I mean, we consider it a different I, album. I will say, out of all the, like, out of the six albums, if I wanted more songs from any album, it's this one. Like, I don't, I don't, deluxe versions, as you guys mm-hmm. said, kind of get a little annoying because it kind of just tends to be like one or two new songs and then like remixes or like demo and they're yeah and you know, they're not remixes. You know, like, remixes are not yeah. it gets weird or like acoustic version the exception of I, I will say like i i want an ep yeah. of this album i want an extra three or four songs of stuff that they think yeah i think all out life was like they were talking about it being on here because all out life is when they actually say yeah. you're not your kind that was like a standalone single from 2018 for those of you who don't know but um all out life could have definitely fit this album but so definitely um i was reading like an interview with clown and they worked on like a lot more songs for this and only yeah i mean all yeah all out life was supposed to be the 15th song but they cut it last second um yeah, because you can't find it. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, All Out Life, I was disappointed it wasn't on the album, but honestly, it doesn't fit with the album. It's a very good single. I personally, I think it's one of their best songs of all time. I'd put it top five. 
I think it's I think it's like mid. Bruh, get out of here. Uh, I haven't listened to it much, but like I mean, it's it's the song that got me in this, in, into Slipknot. I will say, like I, I I've heard I heard other songs like I've heard you know before like Devil and I, Duality, Eyeless. I heard all those before, um, but the one that really got me like listening to the albums constantly of Slipknot was All Out Life, and thank you Spotify for recommending it to me. But you know, it was like I, I can't. It doesn't fit on the album, so I'm glad they didn't put it. But it's 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 in the same era as this album, so you know, talking about it makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we've gone well over an hour talking about probably yeah. definitely one of my favorite bands. It's a toss up between Slipknot and Stand Atlantic for my favorite band. Which Cads, you should listen to Stand Atlantic, but that's for a different time. Yeah, you should. <laughs> this is our episode. It's a great guide to what's going on with the music. Yeah, but, um, listen to that and listen to our episode. That episode is our least played episode, so I'll find those plays up. Yeah, but um, yeah, Slipknot, amazing. Wait, Kaz, real quick, did you say you want to like rank? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, for me, I mean, at the bottom, as you know, unsurprisingly, all hope is gone. I think it's just not a good album. Um, but like, yeah, it's just eh. above that. I'll go Iowa. I know it's generally people's favorite or at least one of their favorites. Um, it's just not my, it's not my style. Um, 0.5, I'll put right above that because, or not right above it, above that. Uh, it's close to self-titled for me, but I, I think self-titled is more consistent than 0.5, so I have to get put that over it. Um, number two, I'll go uh, volume three. Uh, and then, I mean, We Are Not Your Kind, I think is one of my favorite albums of all time. I mean, it's it's so good. Yeah, I would definitely, I would, it would definitely be in that conversation. At least top 10, maybe even top five. At least top 10 of my favorite albums of all time. Um, so my rankings, I'll just do it real quick. Six, oh. Okay, okay, okay. We already talked about this. Six, volume three, and then All Hope is Gone. Really good, All Hope I'll is put... Gone. I mean, I haven't listened to the album, so I can't say the sounds of it. You want to yeah. put that album over volume right. three? Five, All Hope is Gone. Once again, neither of those albums are terrible. Yeah. Um, but and then I'll put point five at four. And then three, I'll put self-titled. Two, We Are Not Your Kind. And one, Iowa. But We Are Not Your Kind, the more I talk about it and the more I listen to it, the more it inches closer to that number one spot. But Iowa right now is here yeah. to stay at my number one. Either way, they're both amazing. And guys, well, hold on, it's not my ranking, bro. I got, I got a ranking. Unless we have anything else uh, to say. My rankings are as albums I've listened to. I've listened to a decent amount of Iowa, actually. So Iowa's going at the bottom spot for me. Uh, and then it's a toss-up between volume three and We Are Not Your Kind. I don't really know. I have to think about that more. I'm kind of leaning towards more. Volume three, more over here, not your time, but yeah, I just I think right, we might be. Here? I think that's everything we've got to cover. Yeah. Everything we've made an extensive look through the uh... so, guys, thank you for tuning in. Our special guest, Kaz. <laughs> yeah, whenever you guys us. want me on again, let me know. This is fun, yeah, exactly. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, you know, honestly, maybe we can do an Ice Nine Kills or Fallen. Yo, I have to, I have to listen right, to if we do Ice Nine Kills. Games. If we do Ice Nine Kills, I'm really gonna have to listen to their first albums again. But yeah, I'm gonna have to start listening. I've only listened to one yeah, of their, their albums. No, their first album. I'm sorry, I'm. I, to do, but 
Sean listened to um a few of their songs. I, I've listened, I listened to, to the uh, album. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, every chicken, every chicken book. I like that album decent amount. Honestly, I could talk just about Silver Scream for probably five hours. <laughs> okay, well, we'll Joe. make an episode. We'll we'll, we'll put Joseph. an Ice Nine Killers episode on this, and I'll let you. Joseph. Know. But until then, Joe. so yes, uh, I mean with the episode we have uh completed the slip episode the one episode i said would never actually happen <laughs> you remember that that means that I'll, the Oliver yeah, Tree episode's gonna be coming up on the horizon all right the Oliver tree episode let's set, up, set, it up. Let's set it up do it but next two weeks it's coming up i have i have to i have to all right am i ready to end i think this? we are thanks for tuning in everybody uh if you listen to the end of this very, very, very cool, and you deserve a slipknot mask of your own. Yeah. Oh my god, we should have talked about the mask. Okay, fine. You know, end, All right. end it. Yeah, masks, the mask is very cool. Guys, Thanks. Part, Thanks, two. Part two Bye. of Slipknot coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Slipknot masks. Maybe well, we could be a bonus episode. Who knows? All right, like stay tuned, guys. All right, see you. Bye. Bye.